0: It's important to to do the things that that you love and that fuel you outside of work because that's going to allow you to be you know charged up and and more effective in your day jobs
1: welcome to work mode a series of conversations with leading creators on how they get their work done i'm alex nemiroff co-founder of dynamo a digital agency in montreal In this episode of Work Mode, our fourth in the series of interviews with investors, founders, and startup folks produced in partnership with Accelerate Montreal at C2 Montreal, I speak with Jeff Gadway, the Director of Product Marketing at Vidyard. Jeff oversees all aspects of the company's product positioning, go-to-market strategy, pricing, as well as competitive and market intelligence. He has a lot of passion that comes through quite clearly. He's been at corporations like BlackBerry, other startups, small businesses, even working with political candidates. He is a super dude who knows his stuff inside and out. I really like when he gets to talking about agile marketing in particular. And also, I really enjoyed the advice he gave at the end of the conversation. For all the young, hungry entrepreneurs out there, enjoy. (laughs) Thanks a lot, thanks a lot for making the time uh, and doing this with us. Oh, my pleasure, happy to help. So first things first, what's on your agenda today? So
0: I've got a pretty packed day, like most days. Um, Mm. No two days are really alike, uh, but uh, I'll share a couple of, of key things as a product marketing leader some of my responsibilities for pricing and and value propositions and we actually have just rolled out some new pricing here at vidyard so uh, i've allocated a good chunk of my day just to be available to the sales team to help them answer questions on how to make the new pricing model work for them Mm. uh, as well as some of our our new uh, value propositions and and just help provide clarity so um just before we chatted here, I was sitting up on the sales floor, um, just holding office hours. Another key thing that's on my day as a recurring meeting uh, is a, a sprint planning meeting. So here at Vidyard, we've adopted an agile marketing methodology. So you often hear about agile from a development perspective. Right. You know, there's, there's different methodologies like waterfall and agile. We've actually embraced agile marketing as a philosophy here at vidyard that helps us to be really nimble and adapt quickly to the changing market so we have a a daily scrum meeting with the whole marketing team where we talk about what's due that day any blockers and uh, what's coming up in the next couple of days
1: i'm curious what time of day is the most productive for you
0: it really depends on the work at hand so Hmm. i find that um you know, when I'm developing creative type content, so whether I'm building, you know, a presentation or a pitch deck or, you know, some kind of a, a, a video script or something like that, I typically really get fired up in the evening, like mm. late, like after dinner, right? Mm. Between 10 and 2 a.m. is when I do my best creative work. And I think it's it's a function of having dedicated time where there's not going to be any distractions and I can just find a groove. So that's definitely when I do my most creative work. But, you know, I've read a lot of uh, productivity hacks type things where they say, you know, do your most important work in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so I do find that if I come in early, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock before there's a lot of people here, I can bang out some really important, higher importance or higher urgency tasks first thing before the day really gets going here.
1: At a larger level, what excites you most about what you're doing at Vidyard?
0: I'm very fortunate in product marketing role to really sit at the intersection or crossroads of a number of very fascinating parts of a business. I work very closely with our development team to help influence the roadmap and synthesize all of the amazing things that we're building and figure out how best to tell those stories. I get to work with our sales team to actually operationalize those stories and you know put them into practice with our customers. Mm. And I work with our marketing team to you know ensure that we're telling those stories in a consistent and compelling way through all of our customer touch points. So I think what really gets me most excited is you know shepherding some of these ideas from inception to to launch, um, and seeing those ideas flourish along the way. Um, mm. so you know when you when you sit down with that first meeting with your your product management lead and you th- you hear about this concept for a product, um, you know, seeing that kind of take shape um, and and manifest itself in in marketing or or, seeing a customer you know actually embrace that um it feels very rewarding to feel like you've had uh, a role in taking that idea
1: from end to end so that that's what really gets me excited i wonder on the on the flip side of that what keeps you up at night mm. you know there's really two buckets um that i'd break this
0: into there's kind of external threats or external happenings and internal things so externally mm. You know, Vidyard operates in a market that's very fast-paced, that's changing rapidly. Our competition is moving very quickly, and you know, I'm always concerned about two people in the garage that have the uh, next groundbreaking idea for video. Mm. You know, and and so what I'm thinking about a lot these days is how to position Vidyard competitively in this, you know, this developing landscape, especially as we move from a a one product, one audience business to a multi-product, multi-audience business. That's a very daunting task. And and that's something that I'm thinking about constantly. And then in the internal bucket, we have uh, a very, very talented, capable sales team. But as our product grows in terms of complexity, we need to make sure that they're able to crisply articulate the value of what we do to our customers and position. Ourselves as a value-oriented solution, as opposed to just offering a bunch of features. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, what keeps me up on on that side of things is: Are we making it as easy as possible for our our salespeople to sell? Are we making it, you know, as easy as possible for our customers to buy in terms of pricing, in terms of how we package up everything that we can do? Um, So, those are those are two very you know daunting tasks, but that have very very practical outputs that come from them in terms of pricing, positioning, packaging, mm-hmm. internal sales enablement, training, all
1: those types of things. Again, covering a lot of ground there. That's that's very cool that, as you say, you kind of have the reach that you do. What's your What's your favorite thing to do outside of the office?
0: Well, right now, these days, I'm, I'm really refinding my passion for golf. Oh. So I grew up from the age of three years old, playing golf, playing golf with my dad. And just, you know, as my career started to to really become a priority over the last, you know, decade or so, um, I didn't make time for it. And over the last year, I've kind of said, no, I, you know, it's something I really enjoy. I find it relaxing. It's a great opportunity to meet other young people and forge some relationships. So I've made it a priority. and I try to get it out, you know, and at least play a couple holes, you know, three, four times a week.
1: Cool. Are there any apps or, or hacks that you swear by that, that kind of like help you run your day? You know I've
0: I've played around with a lot of apps um, and I've never found anything that sticks because I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of of the I'm kind of of the the stance that you know time spent working in an app is time I could really be spent spending working on the work. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, I, I sometimes fall victim to, you know, not having a plan and working a plan. But I think, you know, for me, like I use just pen and paper. I like having something physical in front of me that shows, you know, um, what I what I need to do and when I need to do it by. And I'm, I'm constantly updating that list. You know, every day before I leave the office, I kind of make the list for the next day so I can come in mm. with a fresh, a fresh slate and, and know exactly where to start. I do do some uh, consulting as well. And an app that um, that we use there um, is uh, the Harvest app, which is a great uh-huh. time tracking application, especially if you're working on multiple projects. Um, it helps you get line of sight into how much time you're investing in these different projects, particularly across a team. Uh, another app that we do use here at Vidyard that we find really helpful is Asana. Uh-huh. Uh, Asana helps us um, break down these campaigns. You know, we, we I mentioned we uh, have this agile marketing approach. So we have these two-week marketing sprints uh, where, you know, the entire team is focused on these deliverables and Asana helps us break those big projects down into to smaller chunks, allocate them to different team members and track progress against them. So um, those are just a few of the things that, that we're using technology-wise.
1: I, I love this idea of agile marketing is that is this pervasive now in the marketing community or, or do you feel like this is still kind of like being forged this path?
0: I think it's still a very new concept. Um, this is the first time that I've been exposed to it. Uh, our CMO brought it in uh, to the business when he joined a few months ago. And, you know, the idea is um, how can we, you know, move fast, right? Because oftentimes, you um, you know, there's a temptation, particularly in marketing, to try to get things, you know, absolutely perfect. And, you know, there's that saying, done is better than perfect. And so what we're trying to do is is ship quickly, iterate quickly, see what works. And when we find something that works, you know, we can pile uh, resources into it. So what we're doing is taking this, you know, two-week sprint approach where we say, what can we get done in two weeks, right? Maybe it's launching a new campaign or a new series of chalk talks or a, a series of updates to our landing page. And we we break it up into to two week chunks of work. Um, you know, we break those two week chunks of work up into a series of deliverables, and then we have this process of daily check ins to see how we're how we're doing against those deliverables, so that at the end of a two week sprint, we can actually have some tangible outputs that are going to help us to generate new leads, drive pipeline, accelerate the deal cycle, whatever the goals are. And then we can, you know, plan another two week sprint. So it allows us to move quickly and and be nimble while still producing, you know, material
1: results. Do you ever find it hard to turn off, so to speak?
0: I feel like I've gotten better at it. So I'll say that, you know, early in my career, I was working for another technology business and there was this prevailing attitude of, you know, always on, always connected. somebody emails you at nine o'clock at night. There was kind of an expectation that you would you would be responsive. You know that ter- certainly took its toll on on me personally, um, you know, not being present at home when I was at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And so I think it's it's been a personal focus of mine over the last couple years, in particular, to draw some boundaries, create some boundaries. And I think that's supported by, you know, the culture and, and attitude here at Vidyard that we work very very hard, but we we appreciate people's need for, you know, personal time for family time, and so there isn't that same pressure to always be responding um, as well. So I think it's mm. it's a combination of a personal focus of mine, you know, enabled by um, a, a cultural uh, attitude here that supports that.
1: Just wanted to take a second to say thanks to Unbounce, the landing page builder for marketing teams and agencies, for sponsoring work mode and for allowing us to use their recording studio here in Montreal. Unbounce has a great podcast of their own for digital marketers. It's called Call to Action. You can check it out on iTunes and at unbounce.com slash call to action podcast. I want to just segue a little bit into Accelerate Montreal. And just talk a little bit about what's drawn you to participate there.
0: Well, this will be my second year attending Accelerate, cool. uh, and last year, you know, I was I was asked to join by by the team at Inovia Capital to come and share, you know, some product marketing tools and and tips with the attendees. And I didn't know what to expect. I'd never heard of the of C two. I'd never heard of Accelerate, and I'd never been there before. And I was blown away. Cool. Just. The the atmosphere, you know, was so creative. It encourages you to get into this beginner's mind state and just and just learn and meet people and explore ideas and really step out of your comfort zone. And I was just blown away by the experience. And so when the team asked me to return this year, you know, it was a no-brainer. It was an absolute no-brainer. Cool. Just to be surrounded by innovative people in an environment that that fosters creativity and innovation um you know
1: it's it's a it's a very unique conference a a a one-of-a-kind um conference and and so this year as part of your participation what kind of advice are you looking to give to to some of the startup founders that will be there
0: yeah i'm really excited this year i'm i'm going to be doing three workshops and you know my my goal with these three workshops they're, they're short workshops but to give the founders some actionable tools, some practical tools to help them think about how they communicate their value and tell their story. Mm. You know, all too often I meet um, founders uh, that are brilliant at what they do. They understand their business, they understand their technology, but they have a hard time translating um what they do into meaningful uh stories that will resonate with their audience whether that audience is an investor that they're trying to seek money from a customer that they're trying to um to to sell to or even you know going out and and telling that story to try and secure um, top talent Um, you know oftentimes there's a there's a disconnect between um, you know, the, the engineer or the innovator and the ability to translate that product into something that's really compelling and that resonates with their audience. And so, you know, whether it's my startup storytelling workshop, my, my demo bootcamp session, or mm-hmm. my, you know, create a killer pitch deck session, the, the, the common connective tissue between those three things is really going to be, you know, how to take an outside-in approach and, and, and tell these stories uh, in ways that really resonate with their audience. That is
1: so cool, man. That that's 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 exciting. I, I'm kind of curious. Overall, there seems to be this wonderful uh, momentum, and you know, true momentum, and also momentum of, of perspective around the startup landscape in Canada. I, I'd love to get your take on that. Do you feel like we are a place that is conducive to to startup success?
0: Yes and no, and, I, and that might love be a it. controversial. That might be a controversial answer. Yes, in that, you know, I truly believe there is tremendous amounts of innovation here. There are people with amazing ideas. You know, we're starting to see really great communities like in Montreal, like in Kitchener Waterloo, where we are, that are fostering, um, you know, innovation. Right. And there's resources there, accelerators there. We're starting to see more venture capital money, which is amazing. And I think, you know, it it lends itself to more people pursuing entrepreneurship and, and startups. At the same time, I feel like this environment, this ecosystem that we're creating is lacking some key things. Number one, you know, we really lack in Canada experienced sales and marketing leadership uh, Mm -hmm. that has gone through the scale-up process from like a $10 million to $100 million business, Mm -hmm. right? We don't have enough of those businesses here in our ecosystem that have gone through those scale-ups successfully that have bred those types of people uh, and so oftentimes businesses will have to go to the states to find that kind of caliber of talent. Right. So I think there's a lot that we can and should be doing to be teaching, um, even at the university level, teaching and coaching on, you know uh, the sales uh, sales career path or the marketing career path. Um, I think that's that's something that we need to do. The other thing that I see as a challenge is that, you know, we often benchmark ourselves against the Canadian landscape, and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's good, but, you know, at Vidyard, for example, our ambition isn't to be, you know, one of the top Canadian um, uh, startups. We want to be the best in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Our sites are so much bigger than the Canadian landscape. We want to, you know, mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, players on the world stage. Um, and so it, it's going to mean that as Canadian startups, we need to set our aspirations bigger and broader and more ambitious um, than just here in the Canadian scene. And living in Kitchener-Waterloo, sometimes I see, you know, we're, we're trapped in our own bubble and we uh-huh. benchmark against the people that are, are close to us. Uh, and so people come to me and they go, oh, Vidyard, you guys are, are amazing. You guys are like one of the best, you know, in this region or something like that. And I say, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, appreciate that. However, we're not thinking about ourselves in the context of this region. We're thinking about ourselves, you know, in North America, in the world, right? And so, I think it's just a mind shift, a mindset shift that we need to we need to have um, in order to to propel ourselves to to bigger and better things.
1: Yeah, I, controversial. I'm not sure. I find that inspirational. I, I think it's really nice the motivation that's behind that. And I also feel that resonates with me. You know, like I I, I kind of see and hear those same things and. I think the future is bright, but that kick in the ass is, uh, is actually really welcome. And again, it takes people like you and it takes, you know, good leadership, I think, to kind of like recognize that and, and, and be motivated to change that. I do want to spend a couple of minutes talking specifically about Vidyard. I read some of your blog posts and I, and I watched uh, an interview that you were on. And one of the things that you brought up is a lot of companies think about video as a tactic and not a strategy. I, I'd love for you to expand on that. What did you mean by that?
0: you're you're going uh, way back into the archives there. I remember when I talked yeah, about that.
1: that, that um, that's right. but 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 I, I look at that and think like <laughs> like are people doing this well? And like, is this one of the thing that's that that's holding people back? you know?
0: So I think it used to be that video was seen as you know, a tool that uh, a brand team created to generate awareness, right? If you think about the the, the typical buying cycle of you know mm-hmm. awareness, interest, purchase intent, you know, people put video in that awareness bucket. But what we're seeing now is that video plays or can play an important role at every single stage of the buying cycle, from generating awareness to creating familiarity with with a product and, and the features um, to helping with onboarding, helping with customer success um, you know, helping with uh, providing customer testimonials. Video really is a tool for the entire customer journey. Um, And and companies need to realize that video is the content medium that your audiences want to engage with. They don't want to sit there and read a white paper. They don't want to sit there and, you know, download um, some kind of a brochure. Uh, they want to watch video content. We see it every day, right? Mark Zuckerberg has said that video is going to be the next mega trend, um, just as mobile was over the last 10 years. A guy like Brian Halligan, who is CEO at HubSpot, you know, has said that 50% of your content should be video in 2017. Like, video is how people are going to engage with content. And so, as a result, businesses need to rethink how they're approaching video. And it's not just a tool, it's really an entire uh, strategy that you need to think about. like, How are you gonna create content? How much of your content is gonna be highly produced versus authentic kind of talking head videos? Um, Where are you gonna use video in the buying cycle? How are you gonna use video to move people from public sites like YouTube And Facebook onto owned properties uh, like your website. There's a lot of considerations that that businesses need to to think about when they think about video.
1: Cool. That was an awesome rundown, and 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 thanks for bringing us to the present. By the way, in terms of like kind of current challenges. Maybe as the last thing, I'm curious. Maybe again from an overall perspective, what advice you might give to your 20 year old self, kind of getting started in this in this world right now. (laughs) <laughs> that's, a, that's a
0: great question. That's a great question. I think, so when I was just starting out, I spoke to a mentor of mine who said to me, you know, keep your head down, be the best at whatever it is that you're doing, and opportunities will present themselves. And I let that advice guide me for a number of years. And I think what I've come to realize now that I've kind of uh, been in my career for, for over 10 years and am now in my 30s is, um, you know, that advice I maybe needed to take with a little bit of a grain of salt, that, you know, I am the only person responsible for how my career will will unfold and that, you know, taking a more active role um, could could have some benefits. The other thing I'd say is that, you know, in keeping my head down and trying to be the best that I could, um, I put my career before pretty much everything in my life, right? I had a lot of friends that I lost touch with. I you know, prioritized business trips and travel over, you know, family occasions and and missed birthdays and missed, you know, this and that, you know, I spent time away from the people that I loved, like my fiance and my girlfriend and and all that stuff takes a toll, right? And so, you know, I would say it's it's really great to be, you know, passionate and ignited and fueled, but just keep things in perspective, right? Because there will always be time for work, and you know it's important to to do the things that, that you love and that fuel you outside of work because that's gonna allow you to be you know charged up and and um, and more effective in your day job. So I guess you know um, everything in moderation. Don't forget family. Uh, you know, if I could look, if I could look back now, um, I'd probably I'd probably do things a little bit differently.
1: Jeff, I asked you a big question. You gave me a big answer. That was amazing. Thanks for thinking on your feet and also for being really authentic there. I, I, I really appreciate that. Absolutely. That was a great conversation. Thank you, Jeff. If you have comments about anything you've heard, you can always find us on Twitter at Show. And for more information about Jeff, you can follow him on Twitter at Gadway. This episode was produced in partnership with Accelerate Montreal, which brings startups from all over North America to C2 Montreal. Work Mode, as always, is produced by Dynamic Collective Ventures, a not for profit building knowledge sharing experiences for the digital and creative community. Steph at Edit Audio is our awesome editor. Olivier Allery composed our awesome music. And thank you to our awesome sponsors, Envision and Unbounce, as well as our awesome media partner, the design blog Mind Sparkle Man. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate us on iTunes, give us feedback, visit our website for a complete show archive at workmode.show. Awesome.